and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for... The Belching Contest. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. I can't run anymore. I'm so sleepy. Hello. Hi, yeah. gas, food, and lodging. I'm uh, gas. Food. Uh, I'm lodging. All right. Yeah, you guys don't know who's who, though, so. You can turn that down. Deep voice guy's food. That's all you know. <coughs> that's all you need to know. Deep. Um, My voice is not as deep as I, I always thought it was. Oh, it is his deeper voice. in mine. It's always been deeper in mine. Well, yeah. no, it's, it's just like, not as deep as his. Right. Yeah. You don't realize how. You just don't realize right. what your real voice sounds like. Yeah. It's like me standing real, next to Andre the Giant. It just puts things into perspective <laughs> that wouldn't normally be, you'd be aware of. All right, so this time around, we were going to talk about time travel movies. Time travel. And I just wanted to lay this. I, I was kind of trying to, I was going to make a comment on one specific movie, and then I realized, well, it's not completely unique. There are other ones that fall into this category. Yeah. So then I realized, basically, time travel movies fall into three basic categories. And okay. You can, you can shoot me down on this, but let me lay this out. Because in some movies, some time travel movies, they, they have to establish the, the rules, the rules so of to speak. time travel. Right. And, and, but some of them don't bother. And this is my point. Some in in, right. some, in the very vast majority of time travel movies, what you do can affect uh, an alternate future, or you can alter the past in some way. You can rewrite history, so to speak. Of course, that you or can you create can some alternate realities. You can okay. change the future. There too. are a handful of time travel movies that establish the rules that you cannot do that. That time is what it is, no matter whether you go forward in the future and or you're back just the a past, tourist. You're you cannot alter what happens. That's and, n- absolutely ridiculous. But well, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, what I'm saying is there are a handful of movies where that is not only one of the rules, but it's an integral point to the plot. The whole point of the film is that you cannot do that. And then the third category are basically the fish out of water scenarios, where the whole time travel usage is just a device in order to put a ter- certain type of character into a certain type of situation where they don't normally line up. I would Which have is to like, agree say, like with international pretty much Man- everything you're saying. The, the first Austin Powers movie, the joke is essentially, here's this guy from the 60s in the 90s and how things have changed. You know? Are we calling Austin Powers a time travel movie now? No, there's time travel in the second one. But right. I'm using that as the point I'm trying to make that there are certain movies where I, I, I go way back to one of the very first time travel stories is A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court by Mark Twain, which actually came out six years before The Time Machine by H.G. Wells. But in that story, he is, this guy gets essentially knocked on the head, wakes up, and he's in King Arthur's Court instead of Connecticut. Is that what they base the Martin movie with the... Yeah, Black Knight. Is, is based on a Mark Twain novel. They're they're actually incredible. What they're is actually this Black Knight movie. So Black Knight's a movie in the '90s starring Martin Lawrence at his height of his popularity, right? Where he is in King Arthur's Court. Brothers in Camelot. Brothers, yeah. It's, 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 it's called Black Knight. And it's hilarity. It's, it's not a well-known popular hilarity movie. Hilarity ensues. It was, it was a Martin hmm. Lawrence vehicle in I'm the mid '90s. With that movie. Anyway, the point is, is there have been a lot of adaptations of a Connecticut King Arthur. There's a Connecticut Rabbit in King Arthur's Court. It's a Bugs Bunny cartoon. You know, there's been a lot. But I'm saying in that situation, it's just the, the Army of Darkness. How's that? Is just the idea of putting Ash, the character from the two Evil Dead movies, what if he were in medieval times with, you know, in, you're just simply putting a character from one era into a setting that is a different era. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the setup to the film. But the actual time travel rules of can you change the future or past are irrelevant. They're not a part of the plot. Uh, 
Not always. Well, that's what I'm saying. Those are the three right. categories. I'm saying sometimes okay, yeah, it, gotcha. sometimes the rule are you can change the future. Sometimes the rules are you cannot change the future. And sometimes that doesn't have anything to do with the storyline. So, like, right. you can't change the future. Like, say, I purposely go out and try to do something. It won't. And, and it won't work. Okay. Like, the, the two extremes. Are we discussing this, time example, travel or are we going to discuss time travel movies? Well, I'm sorry. So, no, ta- like, let's <laughs> no, establish I, what we're talking about here. That's what I'm so saying. So, you're saying no, if, I go, if I go movies. back to, like, 1932 Berlin and I try to shoot Hitler, it's like, uh, it's the bullet's so going to miss. The gun's going to blow up my face. You can make three different movies. This is what I'm saying. I'm making. I guess you could. I'm, I'm saying in one movie you you could change it in one movie you can't I'm, well, and in one I, movie and here's it's my, just irrelevant. I'm just using this as a stepping off point for this sure. for this hour. I got I'm you, saying pal, the Terminator sense. the Terminator's example of the one the, the most common version which is the whole point is the Terminator is going into the past to try to kill Sarah Connor before John is ever born and alter the future. In the second film because that one failed, um, he's attempting to kill John himself. Um, but that fails. But by the end of that film, we are establishing that they prevented D-Day from happening. But then the third film, there's a point where D-Day eventually still happens. J-Day? And he says... Judgment Day. Judgment Day. You're right. I'm sorry. Not D-Day. But there's a line Schwarzenegger has in the third one where he says, Judgment Day is inevitable. Right. It happened at a different point in time. The time... You created an alternate time. And then the, the latest one that I haven't actually seen but I know of... Uh, Terminator Genesis like takes this to the extreme where there are so many alternate timelines that it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, did you ever, ever happen to watch this TV show, uh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles? Right, that 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 works off of that. I only heard of that. Yeah, I watched that show. It was really good. And uh, in that show, yes, people were traveling through time, and like there were people from the future meeting other people from the future but they were from different timelines in that in the future right. and so right. they didn't really one person didn't know the other person because they were in a different they were from a different timeline because right. they haven't met yet right and then the the opposite <laughs> version of this is a film like 12 monkeys which explicitly states Bruce Willis's character is from the present and that the 90s that he travels to, 1996, is the past. And you cannot Correct, change the past. Right. His, his goal is not to go back and stop the disease from wiping out the human race. His goal is to go back and get a sample that they can use in order to come up with a cure in the present right. day. And to not Correct. get killed by a bear that escaped from the zoo. Right, et cetera. And, and the, the, at the point where you get to a point in the film where it does throw out the red herring or the MacGuffin that he has, in fact, altered the past. And it turns out he what has not. What was that second thing he said? There's red herring and MacGuffin. Those are the two M- terms. MacGuffin? MacGuffin. Yes. MacGuffin? A MacGuffin. Okay. Continue. And the point is, is, is 12 Monkeys not only establishes that rule, but goes s- out of the way to enforce that rule. Should we get that sidetracked? you cannot change the past. <laughs> totally change the subject. Just for a second? Sure, why not? Why? MacGuffin. Is the ring in The Lord of the Rings a MacGuffin? No. No, absolutely not. I totally agree with that. Okay. I was just watching something recently where someone said that it was a MacGuffin, and I was like, they have no, uh, no. idea what a MacGuffin is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it is absolutely the driving force. It is not a, a an incidental, unnecessary it's a, it's a character we, unto itself. It, it is. It's a character even. Is the there some order to this, or we just kind of... No. Okay. I, I just wanted to lay that out. Sure. All, well, the order is that the top chunk are the ones that all three of us have seen. Right. And and so People we were we avoid about? the other one. Well, that's okay. We made a list. Visual aid. Right. The the yeah. others are Charlie, ones Charlie that only two out of three of us have seen, so we could avoid them 
or only mentioned. You haven't seen fucking Groundhog Day? Right, but you'll note that I pointed out I'm the only one of the three of us that's seen Mm. the short Mm. that it's based on that they got sued for. Mm -hmm. But you're right. No, I said that in the text. I said, you're going to rip me apart for saying this, (laughs) but I've never actually seen Groundhog Day. You know, it's funny. I've seen parts of it many times. I only scanned that giant conversation that you guys had earlier. But I mean, I've never actually seen the entire film Groundhog Day from I might have seen that 1201, but I'm not sure. Okay. I don't think I have. It's it's Kurtwood Smith, you know, um, um, Red Foreman. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it's a it's a like a ten minute short and it's a seriously frightening drama. It is not the comedy that is. No, I've not seen it. There's but it starts with this of. guy at twelve oh one coming to in the middle of a crosswalk in the city, and and then he goes about his day and then you know a terrible thing happens and he jumps back in time and it's twelve oh one one oh one it becomes twelve oh one again and he keeps reliving this hour. He keeps reliving his lunch hour over and over again, and he gets he hears a report from some physicists talking about how this time loops can possible, and then he's trying to find this guy, and every time he gets close to finding the guy, the hour reloops again, and, and so I mean it's it's funny in that there that's like a description of the seventh layer of hell, right? And and and, <laughs> and that and was a G movie. There's 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 a. Uh, well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is it's a drama. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, something what? that these things happen only once in a while. Roland what? was speechless for a whole one point two seconds just <laughs> yeah. now. It's this is a milestone. Mark the date, Pat. Anyway, so and I'm time, so. I'm simply describing the short July third. And I mean, like at the beginning, there's like a homeless guy asking for change, and he <laughs> blows the guy off, and the, and then like in reiterations, he knows the guy's going to ask for it, and he's like giving him money, or he knows the guy's going to ask, and he like you know. There's, there's all these different things mm-hmm. that happen well, where yeah. since he sees them coming, he, he alters them. But right. He knows I've it. seen the other more popular, funnier movies. <laughs> exactly. So I understand the premise. Anyway, but of, they did indeed sue right. Groundhog Day over it, the people who made this this. How much short. was the check that they got? I don't know. I'm sure it was but substantial. I'm sure. Right. But, uh, For me, time travel movies are just, in a way, kind of a guilty pleasure. I'm just a sucker for anything that has to do with time travel in a movie. Why do you feel guilty? I just what I, do you I do will, while you watch the film. <laughs> well, you see, it depends <laughs> on the, the, it depends on the film. I mean, I if it's just a good film, I don't feel any guilt. I mean, Terminator. The, uh, I'm just the Terminator saying, Two. I would, I would watch which is any a fantastic movie. action film. Terminator Two is one of the best movies ever. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like I brought I up watch any while we were prepping this list, travel. I brought up Free Jack, and that's one we cannot talk about because that's I just can't a, remember that exactly movie. and there's no reason for you to remember it. Emilio it's not a good Estevez film. right it's not a good film mm-hmm. 80s The be- no it's 90s early 90s 90s but the only reason to even watch that film is to watch Mick Jagger who is not an actor just to have a fucking awesome time playing this cop from the future what they couldn't get David Bowie right and it's just Mick Jagger is just having a good time being Mick Jagger pretending to be a cop and right. it's hysterical I'm just gonna pull you over yeah, he's yeah. well, but he's he's and it actually becomes an integral point at the end of the film. He has a very key scene, and it's hilarious because he's <coughs> not hilarious as in the movie is intending it. It's hilarious in that Mick Jagger is clearly just having a blast. Let's talk about Planet of the Apes as a time travel movie. Well, the first one, it's right. not first time one, travel so much as it's their it, in cryogenic sleep, so end up in the future. And then the second one, the second ship comes, same thing. He's in cryogenic sleep, too. And the third film is the one that actually has the time travel where they go back. For everybody that's listening to this, we're talking about the 
original 1960s. Yeah, we're talking about the original Planet of the Apes. First one came out 68 or 69. And the second one was Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Roddy McDowell is the name to mention because Roddy McDowell is the only one who appears in all except he's not in the second film. All 18 movies? He's not in the second film. Right. Actually, someone else plays his character. The character he plays in the first film, another actor plays that character in the second film. He comes back and plays the character again in the third. Then he plays that character's son, Caesar, in the fourth and fifth film, and then they made a TV series, and he plays yet another character uh-huh. on the TV series. Well, because the reason that I bring that up is because in the reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. the Time travel ha- is more prominent. It, it, well, no, it's, it didn't happen at all. Well, actually, what's interesting is... It was, it's just Mar- our You're talking history. about the Mark Wahlberg film. The Mark no, 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 I'm not referring to the Mark Wahlberg film. I'm referring to the more recent Oh, the ones that have films. gone on beyond that? Well, that are well no, they retold the story. They just... Well, actually, yeah, you're right. It's much earlier. It's closer to the right. it, to it's four much, and much five. Much earlier, right? Yeah, the the, the so. newer films that have uh, what's his it's name? much Charles. earlier in the story, right. As opposed to the Charlton. Well, Hathaway because film. they go back in time in the third original film, and right. the fourth and fifth films of the original five are what these newer couple of films starring what's right. his name Gollum. What's his name? Uh, Andy Circus. Andy Circus plays Andy Circus. He also plays he, uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. He is, he is eight. his character in it's for Rise everyone of the scoring gonna, at home. Are, that's are my we, uh, Star Wars reference. We're going to talk about Star Wars now. Okay, Maybe no, you brought it no up on the last Star Wars um, session. Anyway, Rise. Correct me if I'm wrong, so, but it's Rise of the Planet of the Apes and War for the Planet of the Apes. Whatever. War is the third movie. Okay. Rise, so I believe, is the second movie. The first one is Dawn. Okay. Of the Planet of the Apes. Okay, but what I'm and saying that is one's those the cool are one, and it's reimaginings of four and five of the original. Well, no, it's actually like Caesar. Mm-hmm. Is uh, like a, really a chimpanzee. Yeah. And then, no, I know what they are. Okay. I, I know what they are. Have you what seen? Saying, have you? I've not actually seen them, but I know what they are. Oh, they're not even on this list. Well, but. no, because they're not oh. time travel. The, but <coughs> what I'm saying is, of the original five Planet of the Apes films, the first one's the best, and the fourth one is the second best of those. When Charlton films. Heston did one and two, he, he's in one and then dies early on, fairly early in two. Right. He didn't want he to. Got the, he doesn't he die. got the check. Well, he, whatever. Early on. Well, yeah, he well he blows everybody up. So he trust dies me, he dies. End. He dies at the end. He's very he has very little in the in film the movie, yeah. because he didn't want to do a sequel. Um, so, but the fourth one is the best one. The third one's okay. It sets the up fourth the fourth one, one is no. The third is, is really good. The third third's is good. Escape. Okay, Escape from Planet Apes is, is the only one that really has time travel. The third one's the only one that has time travel. They escape the planet. They, by traveling well, back in time. By traveling back in time like in the 1971. Ship. And what was it when you first looked at uh, it? was 3950-something, she says. Something like that. You know, that's exactly what she said, 3950-something. Yeah. So and, that's the only one that really, in some ways, has time right. travel. It's, it's like the third one. They go into cryogenic the sleep first two and end up in the future. And then in the yeah. third film, some of the people from the future Okay, and that is... Okay. That is so Escape from a Planet escape. of the Apes. And that is the third in the Right. In the original, original five, series. it is Planet of the Apes beneath the Planet of the Apes, which ends the world with a right. nuclear bomb. Right. The third one is they go back in time to escape from the Planet of the Apes. Right. The third one is... You the said third f- twice. For, the fourth, fourth, fourth one sorry, is the Conquest for the Planet of the Apes. Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, okay. and then Battle for, for the, the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Battle four sucks. Well, usually yeah. the fifth, they're, they're the fifth about, sequel has a tendency to be a little shitty. But the fourth yeah. one's a unless really we're talking good about film. like Rocky. The, honestly, the fourth one's the, the, thir- the second best film in my opinion. Yeah, I, of the originals, right. and that's the re- it's the third, so good the that they based these three new ones are based on that fourth film. Was so, it Rocky four or five with the Russians? Uh, Probably like four. five. Four. I don't really yeah. know. Five is the Tommy Gun one. Right? So as far as the new Planet of the Apes, though, the first yeah, one the fifth with one's Mark Wahlberg. 
the Mark that Wahlberg one has one, time travel. Yeah, it does. it's it's a straight remake because it's not a straight remake. It's well, actually no, closer the, the, the premise, to the original film. It's another well, planet. It is another planet. It is not Earth. He returns the, to Earth right, at the end of the film. True, okay. but in the book that it's based on, the the original book that, by Pierre Jules, who's a French author, that it's based on, it's a planet off of Beetlejuice Four. Um, Can you have a sixty-year-old spoiler alert? No. Okay. Because. But, you can't spoil the Planet of the Apes because they put the fucking spoiler of the ending on the DVD cover. It pisses me off. <laughs> it's, the DVD cover of Planet of the Apes. Okay. Spoiler no, alert. the you. end. Spoiler alert. Do you know who wrote that ending? I don't, but it's... Rod Serling of Twilight Zone fame. He was, oh, makes sense. That was his draft of the... It was redrafted. It, sure it, it, it went through more drafts after that, but that ending was conceived by Rod Serling of the Twilight Zone. So... Uh, didn't mean to get a. a, a there's very little time travel yes, to Planet of the did. Apes. So how do we manage to get don't this much out of the Planet of the Apes? I don't know. But didn't mean to get this much out of the Planet of the Apes. Basically, the whole thing at the beginning is is they have the little thing in space and they send in the 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 monkey or the chimpanzee first, right? And then Mark Wahlberg goes in second, and then at the end of the movie, they find the crashed ship, meaning the ship went through after him, but came out first. Right, and then he came out second, and then the the chimp shows up, meaning the chimp comes out last. Right, they come out in reverse order of the order they went in. Right, no, I realize that. Yeah, uh, I'm curious if there's is the movie ever explain why that happens because no, it doesn't really make any I sense. I didn't like but that the, movie at all. Well, I, I didn't like. Well, it. I didn't like the ending because the ending doesn't make any sense. Here's a guy who is the savior of everybody here. He has the hottest human uh, wanting him. He's got the hottest female ape wanting him. And everybody else thinks he's a hero. Let me get this straight. All the chicks want you. All the men respect you. What should you do? Hop in a ship and fly away. Fuck all these people. It makes no fucking sense. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense to me. Okay. Let's talk about a more interesting time travel movie. Okay. Bill and Ted's. (laughs) Bill and Ted's. (laughs) Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. That's a great time travel movie. Throughout this hour, I have to bring up Doctor Who once or twice. No. Because Bill and Ted's is a blatant. The thing that I love, there's two things that I love about Bill and Ted's. They've never denied it. The first thing is the fact that the keys are missing. And we go through the movie (laughs) where he's asking about his keys. Right, right. And then they explain it at the end, and it all makes sense. And the other thing that I love, I love the the redo of the scene from a different point of view. So they're there in the Circle K. Right. And then their future selves come down. And then, you know, Rufus goes to talk to their future selves. And you don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> right, right. And then we re-see the scene later on from, from the other that. perspective. Right. And that's that's the kind of stuff in time travel movies that always kind of gets I can't it's always fun. Get another one of those fucking things. <laughs> Jesus. I don't remember the second movie that much. Well, good. Because Bogus, it's Journey? Bogus Journey? Bogus Journey. That one all... was cool, man, yeah, okay, when they're playing on. games with uh, death. death. There are that a lot is really of cool. And he's, and he's like three out of five. He's like, yes. He's I like, best of seven. Damn, damn right. right. There, you know. there are a lot of very entertaining I don't remember them traveling through time so much the film, in the second one. But the over, they don't really travel. Through, they they yeah. die and go to hell. Yeah. There's literally a song by Megadeth called Go to Hell on the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, It's not... 
The second movie is There's done. No so there great. are a lot of very entertaining scenes in the second film, but as an overall film, it sucks. Yeah, there's so much good I mean, stuff come about on, the first dude, movie. Like, well, this is the there's thing. So the much reason fun the in the first movie. The reason the first film is funny is that the premise is here's a couple of doofuses, and that Rufus shows up and says, All of future society is based on you two doofuses. And the preposterousness of that concept is what makes the movie funny, is to imagine. Isn't it hilarious that this guy's come from the future to help these guys pass their high school history exam <laughs> so that they can go on to become musicians who shape talk all of the future? future. So, right. Yeah. And it's like that premise is a hilarious conceit. The problem with the second film is they have to then make good on that, and that's stupid. So the ending just doesn't work because they're making good on on a premise that the only reason it's funny is because it's ridiculous and can't possibly really happen. And the other thing about the first film that's better than the second film is all the cameos. There are so many musicians. Typically, the first movie is almost always better in a film like this because the second movie was purely just a money grab. Oh, yeah. So when you make Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, you go, hey, this is fun. This is funny. And it's a surprise hit because it was not a high big budget movie. And then it cleans up at the box office. The studio goes, we want another one. Keanu Reeves isn't at a place in his career where he can turn down that check. No, so they end Alex up doing... Winter has never been in a point in his career where he can turn down that Right, check. well, he's like that generation's... Uh, who was the, the Tom Hanks? Oh, Peter Scolari. Peter Scolari. <laughs> Poor bastard. Yeah. yeah, Tom Hanks, Well, he you went know, on to do New Heart. That's what he got. Yeah, that. But right, that's about it. Right. I'd have to say he's got the shitty end of the stick on that. I'm pretty sure yeah. he did, yes. Right. Whereas Tom got the... I mean, Tom did, did a little bit better. He really needed three Oscars. I mean, come on. <laughs> It's kind of selfish, but but, uh, but yeah, the, the, the he was definitely a better. I just wanted to mention all the, the. There's a lot of really cool cameos in Bill and Ted's. Do you do you know when they go to the future and there's like the, the the triumvirate of leaders and the the huge black man in the center is Clarence Clemens, the sax player oh, for Springsteen. Yeah, duh, that's oh, yeah, who yeah, that yeah. is. Joan of Arc is Jane Wheedlin, the bass player from the Go Go's. Right. You know, I didn't know it's that. all through that movie. There's a ton of musicians who make cameos. Yes, didn't absolutely. Know There's a few in the second one, like Jim Martin, the guitar player for Faith No More, is is one of the guys when he's brought to the future. Anyway, all right, not as good in the second movie. All right, so we actually this will be the third show where we've discussed uh, the third Terminator movie. By the way, yes, in one <laughs> Which way is or like another, really for different reasons. Odd. We discussed it as a bad right. sequel. We discussed it as one good scene in a bad film. I think that, and now we're just true. it's in there as I think a Pat time travel like film. Saw it a couple of times recently. Well, <laughs> but here's the thing: we've also, for no reason at all, brought up Texas Chainsaw Two more than we ought to have. Did you guys? So yeah, we can go on to something else. This is the fourth show. Now, just because I'm Texas Chainsaw, but all I, I didn't mention the film. I mentioned that we've mentioned the film. Right. That's they're all not, I did. They're not paying us. <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Has not given us a check for this. <laughs> I doubt they the, ever will. Just for the record. Just, just to clarify. Texas Chainsaw no. Massacre <laughs> Part 2. The buzz is back. <laughs> Why in the world are we bringing uh, that up at the time travel uh, episode? Anyway, so let's get into a couple Because Leatherface is from up. the year. <laughs> that's why hey, how come Jason, the die. Jason in, isn't the Jason, oh, Jason in space? Jason 10? Isn't there like some time travel? Yeah, like he's 10. an he's alien? In, he's in space. He's in space. For some reason. Well, he's space. I mean, <laughs> sci-fi, your horror. Anyway, because you know. let's talk about some of the more in-depth Sci-fi films. Such as Primer? Like 12, 12, well, 
Primer will get to because he hasn't seen it, which sucks. <laughs> I okay. see so three I things that we won't be talking about. But um, okay, how about but Twelve Monkeys? <laughs> we how about Evil Dead Two? You have Roland. You didn't see Evil Dead Two. I Come not on, all the dude. way. Yes, I have. He didn't but see I the butterfly effect. I have no that I have. <laughs> That's <Butter>. good. That, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I like the premise. I mean, I don't yeah. think it was Well, very that's well where I'm going when I'm talking about 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys goes out of its way saying you can't change the future. And the other movie that essentially does that is Star Trek IV. Star Trek IV Voyage Home is a little bit silly, but it's a fun film. But the premise is that I wouldn't this call alien, it silly. Well, the the premise it's 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 a it's a let's save the whales commercial. Yeah. Um but in the 1980s. Basically a you know some spa- aliens showed up here Would you like me to run and talked to whales. The premise of the film is ahead. that a very large entity comes in right. from deep space and tries to communicate with the people of the Earth. Right. And we come to find out that they're not trying to communicate with the humans of the Earth, but in fact, a oh. whale species. Which species was it? Well, the point is because they come here before. And that species, right. And that species is now extinct, so they have to go uh, get travel in time to go back to... 19 something San Francisco and get, get a some, whale. get a pair of so, whales and bring them back to the and future. bring them back to the future in this movie though and they're able to do that with a very short uh, five minute conversation and a trip around the sun <laughs> and they are able to uh, travel back in time it's uh, very weak so well the point yes you the say time that, travel element you, of you, it you say that they can't change the future well. It doesn't but, explicitly state that. But no, the it doesn't point explicitly is say that. They don't go back to stop us from wiping out whales. They go right. back to get some whales and bring them back but, because they've been wiped out. But if you think about it, so they're, not, they're not afraid to. It, but they're it not afraid to. It. They're not afraid to do something in the past, though. No, they're not. They they go back right. and take Whereas two whales. Whereas Twelve Monkeys explicitly doesn't want to screw up the past. They go back and they get two whales, which could have made an effect. And caused the whales to go extinct. It could have caused the whales. They stole those two whales. They stole the sure. last two whales on the earth. Well, <laughs> but but I'm but, but I'm just, saying what I'm saying is the different. I'm saying Star Trek Four implies there, there is you no can't change the future, discussion. Whereas Tell Monkeys explicitly states he can't change the future. They don't say outright. You know, we got to be careful. But what's the third one I gave? They're that not trying to change Donnie the future Darka. in Listen, the Star they're Trek not. movie. Look, well, Scotty. I'm saying they only imply. Scotty and McCoy go to that guy and teach him how to make transparent aluminum. That's right. right. And then Scotty's like, well, who knows? Maybe he's the guy that invented it. Right. Right. They, right. S- you know? they, sit, down on the, they sit down at the computer, right? Right. And it's he's like, computer. computer. And then he's like, you, you have to use, yeah, use the mouse. Yeah, use the mouse. He picks it up, tries talking. You have to use the keyboard. Keyboard. How quaint. How quaint. And then he's typing like 180 words a minute. Yeah. So the third film that you've not seen, Donnie Darko? I have not seen Donnie okay. Darko. Okay. The but only thing I know about that movie is that there's a. Guy in a rabbit suit that follows him around everywhere. You need to drop well, some acid and what watch it basically that happens. Okay, fair enough. The, the simple, the simple dream right explanation oh, to Donnie God. Darko. No. The simple explanation to Donnie Darko is there's a little warp in time that causes something from the future to kill someone 20 days early, and it. But the bunny pulls him out of it and saves his life. But this creates a side pocket universe that cannot sustain itself. Where'd the bunny come from? And the, I'm not giving that away. Okay. Plot but point. Gotcha. It is. But the point is, what essentially the film is, is the character who was supposed to oh, die. It's got to be his like, childhood like toy. No, it's not. To life. It's something okay. completely different. Damn. But the point is, is the entire movie is essentially this movie. character learning that he was supposed to die and that he and that he has to go back and allow the, that event to happen in order for everything else to go the way it's supposed to go. Right. 
And and so the film essentially is a 20-day, I don't remember the exact amount, but it's roughly 20 days of an event, of, of a series of events in an alternate pocket universe that cannot sustain itself and exist. And so at the end of it, he realizes this and allows himself to be killed uh, so that er- the time can go back to normal. That's kind of what Donnie Darko is when you really right. boil it down. Um, the fact that he's schizophrenic, manic depressive, I haven't seen that movie whatever in a while, he is, he's a, really he is a mentally disturbed individual, and so you think all the visions of the bunnies are him hallucinating. You think all his talk of time travel is, is insanity. But you slowly learn over the course of it, the fact that the character's nuts has nothing to do with the actual events that are happening around him. Right. Just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean there's not people after me. Exactly. Right. Which is what, you know. So Donnie Darko, good very, movie. very good film if you've never seen it. Um, um, I've It took a lot of viewings and listening to the commentary track for me to finally get everything to settle in on that film. Right. Um, when you were talking <laughs> about deep sci-fi, were you talking about like... Primer, or are you talking about like Primer, Time Bandits? Time Bandits is not deep sci-fi, but it's a fantasy, f- perhaps. Fan- it's a fantasy more than yeah, I would and say. it's one that you'll note doesn't have a. It falls into category three, where the fact that they're traveling in time, whether or not they're altering the future, is irrelevant to the story. They don't care. All yeah, it is about is about these characters right. showing up in various settings in very short. Hey, what happened to if a bunch of midgets put? Put Napoleon in sleep and stole all his shit. What if what if they went back to Robin Hood and Robin Hood stole all the shit that they just stole? <laughs> like, stole what if the they were on the Titanic? Right. I love that movie, Time Oh, Bandits. I absolutely love that yeah, movie. Yeah, great film. And, um, the it, question is, is any of it head, real? Because Well, and that's the other question when you get to the end of the film. When right. you get to the, the end, head, hey, and you look now, at the... Easy. the what? what? Don't spoil, spoil good it. movies okay, for people that haven't seen them. Fine. Some poor sap somewhere has never heard of this movie and is... Basement. Yeah. It's also Ohio. Okay. Listening to our show. Ohio. Not that basements in Ohio. I've seen some very nice ones. <laughs> so, but that doesn't. You know what I mean? And he might not have ever seen the film, and now you just fucked it up for him. So, so apologies. So, to, apologies so to Phil can... in Ohio. I'm sorry. Return the map. <laughs> return what you, you have stolen. Watch you time say, bandits. Anyway. Say return what you have stolen from me. Return, Mike. return what you have stolen from me. <laughs> we have to put the delay on there and everything too. Right. Awesome. <laughs> Love that film. That's okay. That's the scene I'm going to throw in. Yeah, anyway. Time Bandit's a great movie. Time Bandit's a great no, movie. No, for, for, so, for deep time travel, we're talking primer. Yeah, and that if he movie, hasn't seen it, I that movie is a mind-twisting thing that you got to watch like There's a dozen times so to begin to comprehend it. Pat didn't see Interstellar. I, I know. Holy yet. shit, dude. Right? I haven't seen Interstellar you got to watch that one. That movie's like three hours. I, I know, but it's it worth. It's worth every minute. It's a dude. commitment. It really, really it's is. worth every minute. Not a minute. commitment. That it, I you can. could actually watch it in pieces if you the, wanted to dude, like watch the it. The whole part yeah. there where McConaughey is floating between the, the that now. visual Easy. concept. Yeah, I don't want to give that away. Yeah, yeah, don't but do that one. Visually, it's brilliant it's, what he's doing there yeah. in that scene. I don't know. I, I, I really, oh, 
You know what I'm talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. Right. I love Interstellar. Interstellar is a great too. movie. You should see it. Um, I was just thinking about time travel movies, and there was a couple of things that uh, I didn't get down here, but you haven't seen any of them because you don't do comic book stuff. But Like what? I don't know. Remember that Superman 2 conversation that came up to mind today when we were talking about it? Or 3? Which is the one where he makes the world spin the opposite That's the way? ending of one. Right. Ending of okay. one, yeah. Lowest line. That's time travel, that's right? time travel. Yeah, that's yeah. time travel. But it's and, and when we brought it up before, I said it's like the worst. Well, the Doctor Strange Marvel well, character is there's a, you know, he's in possession of the time stone for anybody oh, yeah, that's following that. They have some of that in the, uh, in the movie, huh? Infinity Wars. Nothing. I well, yeah, I mean, nothing. and the Doctor Strange movie itself, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was you know. I was. When I like added the, a few the to end this. of the Doctor Strange movie is him lining up to get his ass kicked like multiple times, and the guy's like, "Fuck," and he's like, "You are my prisoner because I'm just going to let you kick my ass from now to the end of time, and you can't leave." Hmm. You know what I mean? And it's it's actually kind of cool, but okay, yeah, no, it it, it um, that Doctor Strange came up on a list. I was looking for more time travel movies to see if there were any we missed. And that's where I pulled a couple of those out. Some right. of the ones I then took off the list. So the most recent Avengers movie is involved in that, too, because, sure. you know, they pull out all the stops. But Time Crimes is the movie that you haven't seen that we would really recommend, where not only okay. are there paradoxes, but the paradox is the point. Right. I'll check it out. Um, well, the thing about Time Crimes... It's the same day three times. <laughs> right. Thing, well, when you think about the Without rules... Without giving anything away. Yeah, the rules in time travel... Depending on the movie, right? Like you said, in some movies you can change, and in some movies you can't. Time Crimes is one of those movies that you can't change, right? And everything lines up well, at the end of that movie. And oh, that's you're what, right. He can't change. He can't that's, change anything. That's kind of why the character the is whole... like he, the first time he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" The second time he's like, "Oh, I know what the fuck is going on, and I can fix everything." Right, but he can't. And he then can't change anything. The look on his face when he's at the top of the stairs and drops the thing. Where he's looking at the other character as he throws the thing down the stairs is yeah. oh this is where this part happens fuck I can't do anything about this he I can't, cannot change what's going he to can't happen. change yeah and, and that's that's I the hadn't thing thought about that but about you're right he time crimes is actually in a lot of ways he it's thought a, he could but he can't it's a perfect movie when it, it comes is. to time travel oh there is no contradiction it. at any point no. everything works the, out perfectly the, uh, that movie blew me away so much when I watched it the first time I immediately immediately the second the credits rolled. I was watching it at home. You recommended it. I pulled yeah. the thing up on Netflix. I watched it. The second the credits were rolling, I went back and watched it again. I yeah. was just like, what the fuck did I just see? I had to see this again. It was brilliant. Um, yeah. I highly, highly, highly recommend Time Crimes. Well, let's stick to stuff that all of us know. I mean, let's well, stick to like... Well, let's go back... Well, like the Terminator movies. Okay. I mean, we there's a lot of... covered all that. Well, we, we touched on them. Was, got over is there... I, what the fuck was that? Charlie, I think that's what the where fuck he is your problem? Specific. You had something specific. What the in hell are you talking I'm about? I'm saying, hey, everybody, prep a scene. Do you have a scene prepped? I do, but I just changed it just now. Okay, like, he fucked right it up. At the last thing. But I believe no, 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 no. I mean, I like it... actually want to change my thing. Oh, <laughs> that's fine, you fucker. Well, well, well but, I mean, in it was true Terminator, ga- right? Yeah, it was in true gas, food, and lodging tradition. Yeah, I prepared. And then change my mind right at the last minute. <laughs> okay, well, then while you're thinking well, about that, let me throw well, this up. Go back I had to Primer, thing. then. Well, no, let me go back to Back to the Future for a second. Well, and, we haven't even discussed Back to the Future yet. Well, I know, yeah, we're 34 the... minutes into a time travel I think, podcast. To be honest, to be quite it. honest, I think we could do a whole show on the Back to the Future trilogy. Mm-hmm. We could, but l- no okay, go back to Primer to for a second. Well, I going back to Primer and comparing that to Time Crimes. Oh. Primer doesn't... You're definitely changing things. 
Well, yes and no. No, there's so That's... many alternate timelines in that movie. It's insane. Yeah, but they all like overlap each other. No, but... But that's what I'm saying. He keeps causing new ones, and that's right. why he keeps going back and trying to fucking fix it. And that's when he starts losing his mind. Right. And you got to realize there's the guy at the the guy at the end of the film uh-huh. is only version two of him. Yeah. Version version three or four or five somewhere around there somewhere around five or six wakes up version two and says, "Get the fuck out of here because I've been fucking it up and I'm probably going to keep fucking it up. You should go away." And live life as number two and uh, before you realize how much you're going to fuck your own self. And the guy at the end of the movie is number two. Yeah. Who, who's completely naive of how bad number three, four, five, six, think up to God knows how many, has been fucking himself I never up. thought about this, but do you think at the end of the movie... He's actually trying to create another time travel device. He is. Large because scale. Right. Because he doesn't realize the, the, consequences, the consequences that happen. Who's the lead actor in this film? It's and, two uh, complete unknown I guys. They Any did it on a super what, low budget. What year was it, man? Uh, two, it's early 2000s, mid 2000s. You guys are both giving it a thumbs up. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Right, you don't have to check it out. Was, well, first of all, its concept it's of time movie. travel is very, very different from, from most, where it's. You can't travel into the past. You can just, from a given point, you can pause yourself, so yeah. to speak, and and relive a day twice, so to speak. Okay. I, I don't want to... Uh, so like a Groundhog Day type thing? No, not no. exactly. But, the but point yeah, it's is, a different type of time travel. The machine that they invent, you can't go to a point in time earlier than the first time they turn the machine on. And, you know, that's something that... Basically, that actually way, makes a lot of sense if you think about the, it. Essentially, the way the machine works is... I think I've seen that in a book. You can travel back to the point of when you turned it like on. if we invented now, time a, travel... So you can stay in the machine for a day or three days. And if you stay in it for three days, you, come out, you can come out of it. And it's been three days for you, but you're at the point where you went in. And so you get to live your, through those three days twice. I don't know how to right. explain it. It's a trippy fucking movie. But yeah, and then they start sticking machines inside the machines. Were you going to do a Back to the Future clip? I was, and that's yeah, why I wanted to talk Back to the Future. We're going to actually well, end up doing the same thing. Okay, well, no, I have a specific clip, and there's a reason. Uh, our last episode, we did a lot of movie clips, movie quotes, and I t- stuck tons of clips in it. Okay, and at one point you brought up the date in Back to the Future, and you couldn't remember what it was, so I really quick threw in Doc mentioning the date at the beginning of the film, and then I, upon rewatching that scene. I had a realization. Christopher Lloyd is not one of those guys that you credit as being a great actor. You know, Doc Brown's a fun character, but a lot of his crazy, ranting, ad-libbing, mumbling stuff is a lot more to it than I actually realized. And so let me, I want to play this scene and then talk about what I actually realized is actually happening in this scene that I'd never realized before, ever. And I don't know how many times Charlie, I've can you go ahead and pull up Ron's clip, please? Okay. Come here. I'll show you how it works. All right. First, you turn the time circuits on. This readout tells you where you're going. This one tells you where you are. This one tells you where you were. You input your destination time on this keypad. Say you want to see the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Or witness the birth of Christ. Here's a red-letter date in the history of science. November 5th, 1955. November 5th, 1955. Why, I don't get what happened. <laughs> that was the day I invented time travel. I remember it vividly. 
I was standing on the edge of my toilet, hanging a clock. The porcelain was wet. I slipped, hit my head on the edge of the sink. And when I came to, I had a revelation, a vision, a picture in my head, a picture of this. This is what makes time travel possible. The flux capacitor. Okay, now this remember, is remember, the fifth of November. Okay, no, that is not why, but that's <coughs> funny too. Okay, it is hilarious. when he says November, he's punching in. He punches in the July fourth, seventeen seventy six. Punches in December twenty fifth, zero zero. You know, then he punches in November fifth, nineteen fifty five, and he says November fifth, nineteen fifty five, and this realization goes over his face, and then he sits back and sighs and he laughs, because here's the thing: what you know from the ending of the movie is that in a few moments, the Libyan nationals that he stole the plutonium from are going to show up and kill him. And Marty's going to take off in this car, end up in 1955, okay, November 1955, because he just put that date in, and that's why he ends up there. Doc hits his head on the toilet, has the vision of the flux capacitor, and then Marty shows up at his house. And he spends a week with this kid, Marty. And this guy will spend the next... He on. just... So you're saying he realized that the Marty... There's his more, Marty is his Marty. No, no, no. He's okay. known this. This is what I'm talking about. Right. So he spends a week with this kid and then spends 30 years developing the flux capacitor. And he knows he's going to eventually do it because of this kid. Right. And he doesn't want Marty to tell him anything. Right. Don't tell me about my future. Marty wants to tell him, but you're going to get killed. You're going to get killed. And the doc doesn't want to hear it. Right. So he leaves him a note. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the movie, when Marty gets back, doc gets up is wearing the bulletproof vest, isn't dead, because he read the note. Right. So here's the thing. The note didn't tell him, on, on exactly this day, at this time, you and Marty will be in the parking lot of a mall, and you're going to get shot. It just told him it's coming. And he's probably been wearing the bulletproof vest from the day he stole the plutonium, <laughs> knowing that it's coming. This man has known he's going to die for 30 years. And because Marty could only tell him he got shot, and so he can just take the precaution of putting on a bulletproof vest, he doesn't know if that even works. He might still die. He doesn't know. And when he's punching the date into the car, he suddenly realizes, oh, shit, this is why Marty goes back. I'm punching the date in right now. He's going to get in this car. He went I'm back gonna, to save me. I'm going to die, right. and Marty's going to get away in this car. I'm about to die. That realization in his face is not, hey, that's the day I invented time travel. I remember Marty was there. It's, oh, my God, I'm about to die. And I'll give you an opportunity to recant your former bullshit statement. What? Because Christopher Lloyd is a very good actor. He is. Okay. Yeah. He, I'm, hey. That's my point. Is I don't he plays he the Klingon in Star Trek Three. He, 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 he does. Dude, he's, he's John Big Bootay in fucking <laughs> Buckaroo Bob. Bootay. Big booty. Big Bootay. Bang. Dude, it's fucking great. No, John... I, I don't think Christopher Lloyd gets enough credit. You almost called him John Lithgow, well, didn't no, you? No, 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 no. Holy shit, you no, did. No, I just called him John Big Booty. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're going to call him John Lloyd. <laughs> Can we talk about that movie one day? That is not a time travel. I don't know. Movie. That doesn't it? have a flux capacity. Maybe, that is an oscillation uh, yeah. overthruster. My, my, by the way, the clip that I was going to, that I changed my mind to was the 1.21 gigawatts. 1.21 gigawatts. Where he's like realizing, Scott! yeah, 1.21 gigawatts. That's impossible. Right. There's a there's so much fan theory about the Back to the Future trilogy oh, yeah, on the yeah, internet. Here, here it's it's insane. Here we go. But anyways, you know at the beginning of the movie with all the clocks, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're all going along and then they all ring at the same time. They pass by one clock and it's 
Buster Keaton hanging on the dial right, right. from the old movie. Right. And that's foreshadowing the ending the doc with Doc dude, yeah, hanging on the clock. That is a reference to Buster. What's the name of that Buster Keaton movie? It's sure. one of the all-time great. Buster Keaton. People, There's Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, and the third guy. That are the three greats of the Saturday area. the other guy. The other guy. I'm yes, he's so famous. He's re- he is. Harold Lloyd. Harold anyway, Lloyd. That's right. I, I, here we Charlie go. Chaplin has always been the most known, but so, I think Buster Keaton is easily the best. We can segue here to Trivia Schmivia. All right. Can you guys tell me? <laughs> now listen. Before we fucking do this, yeah, go ahead. Are you gonna be a fucking asshole and not tell us the fucking answer? <laughs> it's called trivia. Schmidt. Do I have to ask fucking Karen what the fucking like, answer is? Be like, whatever. It's just trivia. Maybe. All right, trivia. Maybe. Okay, who f- who founded the United Artists? I'm guessing it's a group of actors that were all artists that were yeah. united. Uh, now I'm gonna give you one Charlie little clue. Chaplin. I'm gonna give you a clue. There's four of them. Oh, one of them's what's her name? And then it's I'm gonna, gonna be, give you. It's gonna be. Uh, what is her name? She's very famous for the silent era. Go ahead. No, yeah, I think you're onto it because I was going to tell you what year it was founded. It's in the silent era. I know. I know what you're talking. It about. It was 1919. It's 1919. And so it's, who uh, was big in 1919? So you're. It's either Chaplin or Keaton. Is it was it? Charlie Chaplin. Okay, so it's Charlie Chaplin. He was British, by the way. Not relevant. Really cool. Well, <laughs> no, it's interesting. Have you ever seen The Great Dictator? He actually at once he, after World War II. He made that movie to mock Hitler. Yeah. After World War II, he is quoted as saying if he had known the extent of the Nazi atrocities, he actually wouldn't have made the movie because he wouldn't have made light of it knowing how bad yeah. it really was. Yeah. But that's a great movie if you've never I think seen you're, it. Uh, I think you were on to something there, Rowan, oh, when, when you were thinking of her name. Yeah, fuck, what's her name? I, just tell me. Mary Pickford. Mary Pickford, thank you. And who's the other? Is it just the two of them? There's, gotta be There's four of them. There's four of them. Who are the other two? Any clues? No. I have two thumbs. I'm going to give that trivia question. <laughs> two thumbs down. <laughs> Mary Pickford. Her husband. Chaplin, her um, husband was Douglas Fairbanks. Douglas Fairbanks. The fourth one was not an actor. Oh, and it was? It was a director. Samuel Goldwyn? It was a director. Or is it Metron or Meyer? Me- Meyer. No. <laughs> it was a director who was a big director in 1919. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> This is why you're the movie guy, and we're... we're it was D.W. Griffith. Oh, D.W. Griffith, okay. Of Griffith it. Park. No, not of Griffith <laughs> Park. That's a different Griffith, actually. <coughs> so, are we going to continue on with uh, Back to the Future, or are we going... Sure. Well, there's so much with Back to the Future. Back. I mean, well, we're going to be out of time, but yeah, go ahead. Back to the hey, Future I don't is know just, if you know this or not. We don't give a fuck how much time. Yeah, have. there's no, like... Yeah. Rules. Time rules. cops. You know what? Okay, Uh, it's not on this list. Have you seen Time Cop, Mike? We took it off the list because he's the only one who's seen. You said you You, had. You you guys haven't seen Time Cop. That movie's actually good. It was on this guy's top fifty. It was above some other ones, so it was good. I liked uh, Time Cop. It was it was very interesting. Van Damme movie or something. Van Damme movie. Then the rules were essentially that yes, you could go back in time and screw things up, and he was a cop that went back. Well, at some point we got to stop people from screwing because I know you've got a crazy Looper theory that I hate. Well, Looper, Looper's interesting because it it works on different. Well, I want to make sure we talked about Twelve Monkeys and made sure we talked about the Terminator before we got to Looper, because one, this has got Bruce Willis in it, and two, it very much mirrors but contradicts a Terminator bit. Where he goes to, it's not Sarah Connor, but he's hunting down this particular person to kill them. Yeah. Um, and and um, 
that I mean that what he what Bruce Willis's character essentially is doing in Looper is what Schwarzenegger was doing in the first Terminator. He has a name, or he has a hospital, whatever it is. He he has a specific thing, and he's got like three choices, and he's going to go kill all three mothers in order to prevent the child from being born. In theory, um, and so it's it very much mirrors the Terminator in that sense. Yeah. Um, but in but it works the opposite way where he basically fucks it up. The thing about Looper is it works. Um, in that you can go back mm-hmm. and change things, but well, the creepiest scene is where they've got the young version of a guy when the old version's running away and and they need to catch him. Things so the young version they start cutting his fingers off. You don't know that you just see the old version having his fingers slowly fade right. away. The way Think Marty about, McFly uh, is fading away in Back to the Future, this guy's fingers are just fading away because yeah. the younger version's having them chopped off. Right. So you know the part where uh, the young version of Bruce Willis. What's his name? Uh, forget the actor's name now. <laughs> oh, G- uh, Gordon. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He like burns his arm. Right. And then it appears on Bruce Willis. Right. right. So it, it takes time travel in a different way in that, you know, Bruce Willis doesn't have the mark yet because well, the young version okay, because so what of you're saying, happened to him yet. So what you're saying That's is why. instead of presenting alternate timelines, there's one timeline and you just immediately altered it. Yeah, he, does, he, he doesn't you, have the you, thing on his the scar on his arm because right. it didn't happen to him yet. Yeah, well, it has happened to it Bruce is, Willis. It happened to Bruce. No, Willis's it just, past. just happened but to Bruce Willis. Bruce, the old Bruce Willis is somewhere where he's not supposed to be. Yeah. So right. of course, if the young, that's why the whole version thing about, of the, but you get what I'm it's, saying. It's, it's about is, like is, the it's guy an that's getting version of the future that happens immediately instead of. You having two alternate timelines. There is only one timeline. Well, yeah, I guess it is similar to the. But you just altered that one timeline. I guess line. it is similar to the Marty McFly. It's the whole thing, thing like you're saying, where they're taking that guy and they're like slowly amputating body parts, right. and he's slowly changing. Right. It doesn't happen. It's not like they they cut all of his parts off and then he just suddenly has no parts. As they cut the finger. Oh, it's the happening finger. in real time. It's That's happening a good in point. real time, is what I'm saying. It's a point. real well, because time they're both counting. in the same place. Well, yeah, isn't that a paradox of the same thing? You know yeah, I mean? as soon that's as they see each the other, they're both supposed to be right. thing in Looper is so different. You're right, it is. I hadn't really thought about it. You're it's absolutely kind of a, right. It's, it's kind a of a very real time to, approach to the to time, time travel concept. That it's alternate timelines that are all happening at once. You're altering the future, but you're not. You're altering the present because if you're from the future and come to the past, then it's altering the present. Yeah. You're right. That's an interesting it, point. Because the there's a lot of. Done. Well, because like, like I bring up Doctor Who. He, you know, it's a very long-running series, but the, it, the series has this conceit generally up until recent years, where whenever a character meets a character from a previous story, whether it be rel- this earlier this season or several years ago in the series, they're at the, they're at the, they're going along the same time stream. Mm-hmm. I remember you from twenty years ago, and you know now I'm meeting you again. You know what I mean? And there's kind of this general conceit in up until recent years, um, where they would always be meeting in the same, traveling in the same direction in time, so to speak. Um, there's a specific character where they deliberately do the exact opposite of that in recent years, and that's the whole point of her character. Yeah. But, but in general, that's always been a conceit of that, of that series. And Looper is doing that same kind of thing, is that everyone's moving in the same direction. So even if you jump back, you're now in a new version of the present. Or, or yeah. you've just altered what the present is, but there's only one present, is what right. I'm They look human. Sweat, bad breath, everything. Very hard to spot. I had to wait till he moved on you before I could zero him. Look, I am not stupid, you know. 
They cannot make things like that yet. Not yet. Not for about 40 years. Are you saying it's from the future? One possible future. From your point of view, I don't know tech stuff. Then you're from the future too, is that right? Right. Right. And then she tries to get out of the car. <laughs> Cyborgs don't feel pain. I do. Don't do that again. Just let me go. Listen and understand. That Terminator is out there. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop. Ever. Until you are dead. Yeah, it's the scene from the original Terminator where Correct. he's explaining to her what's going on. There, there's yeah. a great deleted scene from T2 with him. He, he unfortunately yeah. hit the cutting room floor, but she gets to have a nice little imaginary like hallucination of him Right. Um, that I actually think is a pretty cool scene. There's a couple other deleted scenes that you look going, yeah, those need Right, to be we brought up Salvation earlier, and I know yes. you guys haven't seen that, Correct. but Kyle Reese is about 15 okay. or so in that movie. Right. Ah. And it takes place in the, yeah, in the future. post-Judgment Day future. Post-Judgment Day future, but right. prior to them sending him. And it's kind of yeah, funny. Obviously. To, it'd be interesting to see John Connor as an adult, like, meeting his father. Well, it's Christian, Christian Bale. Right. And right. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Meeting his 14-year-old that, father. Yeah. That you're you're going to be my dad. I'm right. going to send you back in time to fuck my mom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. <laughs> well, it is. It's kind of weird. Right. You know. And, and and he goes back. All he's got is this one photograph from that the little Mexican kid takes at the end of the first movie. Yeah, that's the only thing Kyle's got right. of of the woman that will be his, you know, his lover. And and John's got like here's the one photo I got of my mom, Dad. Here you go. Right. You know, it's a trip. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a, that's a good scene right there where he's talking about one possible future from your perspective. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and, and the Terminator films very much you all are altering the future all the time. Future causing the past. That that's a big thing where I have a problem with paradoxes in movies where when the future can cause the past, that always irks me. And the Terminator films very much follow that pattern where the fact that his arm gets left behind in the first film, in the second film, the guys be able to reverse engineer it and extrapolate and Cyberdyne is entirely built around them finding a Terminator arm from the future. And so uh, there are a lot of movies that do that, and it all those time travel movies. I mean, as much as I love the Terminator franchise, don't misunderstand me, but I've always I'm always irked by that approach to the time travel conceit. I always like a movie like Twelve Monkeys better, where of course it, you're going to change things. Of course, it's obvious that you're going to change shit if you go back in time and start fucking around. If I go back in time and I fucking hit your dad with a Buick sure. before you were f- he conceived you, no, no, no. then you don't exist. I understand that. And I'm saying that's the that's the perspective the vast majority of time travel storylines take. Right, because it's I'm the most obvious. It. It's the butterfly. Well, it's the most dramatic way of presenting the idea. If we traveled in time, oh no, there would, I mean, you have to have conflict for a story to, to, to move forward. And so the conflict is, if I send you back in time, it's not all going to, you can't just go back and kill Hitler and think, therefore, the 20th century will be all sunshine and roses. No, something different will go wrong. Something else. Of course. You know what I mean? All the good that came out of World War II as, as an in, our industrialized nation. The, you know what I mean? It's like, 
I mean, there, there are economists who make the argument that FDR didn't get us out of the Great Depression. Adolf Hitler did. Well, you know I mean? it was the war and the right. war production that it, got it, us out of the Depression. Right. And so, I mean, that's a but horrifying it, it was, thing to say. It wasn't our war at the time that got us out of it. It was England's. Correct. But, but what I'm saying is you cannot just alter an event and expect everything to therefore go good. Well, of course I mean, not. Back to the Future does it. Back to the Future is like, oh, Marty changed his past, and so now his future's even better. Now Biff's a du- douche and his dad's cool. And then in two, they but immediately then in two, flip it's like, it. But they then immediately Biff flip it. Biff has fucked everything up right. and, with and, the almanac. Right, and so it's like the whole, the whole, essentially the whole franchise is Marty slowly trying to pick the best possible future he can get out of this deal. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like how many ways can I change it until I get it just right? You know, and that's kind of the, and it's a fun family-friendly film and lets him do that. Whereas right. Primer is the other idea of how many ways can I do this because I've got to get this right, and he keeps getting it worse. Right. You know what I mean? And and um, so yeah, there's there's yeah, but in, in Primer though, there's the whole thing about reverse engineering the incident. Sure. Yeah, he, really he's, literally, he's literally got the earpiece in his head of all the dialogue so he can say out loud everything he's supposed to say because that's what he said before. It's fucking insane. Yeah. But I don't know. There, there's a lot of things that that movie's kind of about. and I'm not really sure what Primer is really about. Because, I mean, <laughs> it's sort of about the time travel, but it's sort of about that whole, you know, not to spoil it, but the incident thing. You remember well, what I'm talking incident, about? Yeah, and he, yes. rever- he's reverse engineering... A solution to that problem, right? But which that, is interesting. Yeah, but that's the MacGuffin. That yeah, incident yeah. isn't what the movie's about. No, it's not. It's his approach to dealing with the incident is therefore what the movie comes. Because I've created time travel, I can do something about this incident. But then he keeps making it worse. The incident itself is not the relevant point. Yeah. The relevant point is this guy's misguided attempt to fix it. You know, um, and th- and the rats in the attic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, yeah. uh, what about? Um, I, I noticed that you kind of changed some of my list here. Well, I took out the ones that you're the only one who saw. Yeah, I guess. I, I tried to keep us bunched into the stuff that all three of us had seen as much as possible. Well, we talked about time after time in uh, another episode. Right. And so there's no reason to bring it up here because we discussed sure. it already a lot. But uh, what about? Apparently, um, I'm the only one who's seen Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeve. No, I've seen Somewhere oh, in you, Time. You didn't say you'd seen it. it was, I thought I did. No, sorry. Not not a great movie, but you know, eh, it's a romantic. It's shit. It's a romantic. It's a romantic. Movie. Movie. It's As, not shit. I have two thumbs. You, did you see it? <laughs> and you they're both it? down. You've no. never seen. So you don't even know what you're talking about. It's it's that a movie's... chick flick. It's a romance, but it's it's set. What's interesting about that? Dude, you said Christopher Reeve chick flick time travel equals shitty movie. That's all I need to no, know. No, well, the other one I took all off right. this list that we don't need to talk about is the Final Countdown. There's nothing wrong with that movie. That's a good movie. It's a, it's. Are you talking movie. about the song? No, the, not at all. The it's a movie from the early '80s where a, an aircraft carrier in present day '80s uh, goes, goes into a like a hurricane storm that is actually sends it back in time to World War II, right before Pearl Harbor. Right before Pearl Harbor, and they could stop Pearl Harbor. Right, and that's the premise of the movie. It's, it's an interesting an, premise. An it's '80s a kind of a military uh, aircraft carrier able to prevent Pearl Harbor from happening. You know, should they do it? Hey, it's got Martin Sheen. Yes. And it's got uh, Charles Durning. It's not it's a, a good movie. It's not a bad but movie, pro- but it's not a great movie. Yeah. Eh. It's if we're movie. In the same era, we've already talked about freaking brainstorm. If you remember... If I'm going to go to an early 80s film that most people have probably not heard of, uh, I would recommend Brainstorm long before I would recommend The Final Countdown. Evil mm-hmm. Dead Definitely. 2, 
There Evil Dead let's, Two. Let's go over there instead. <laughs> he travels back in time at the very end. And the army, yeah, because Army of Darkness is the next movie, right? Right. Army right. Of Darkness, so yeah. the time travel only happens at the end of the film. Well, I mean, it's really. I mean, you could butt those two up against each other, right? Right. Would you say that, pal? Right. You watch them back yeah, to back. It's like Evil yeah. Dead Two and Three. Yeah, Evil Just Dead watch. Two. Well, all Evil Dead Two isn't even a sequel. It's a remake. It's a remake of the Evil Dead. And you know, I've seen the Evil you Dead. You know, Evil and I've Dead seen parts of Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead and Two, Evil Dead 2 is, is a better a version of the Evil Dead. Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two were rated R, and then Army of Darkness was PG thirteen. Again, that is because the industry Shop had changed. S smart. The par- paradigm had shifted. I like the, and what PG thirteen was I, in the I like 90s to agitate is him. what R was in the eighties. <laughs> Every time you bring up that point, I have but, to point out how wrong you are. Uh, There's nothing wrong about stating a simple fact that the first two were rated R, the third one was rated PG thirteen. It's just a and fact. And because of the era they were released in, that means they were equivalent films. They're roughly the same. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so um, I was what, thinking is of, there oh, anything yeah, on this no, list we haven't gotten to? I was talking about somewhere in time. Oh yeah, remember in that movie how he time travels? It's more remember. of a it's more of a uh, like a metaphysical out of body experience. Right. He goes and he buys like clothing from like the twenties. He he gets some coins that were from the twenties, and he lays down and just kind of goes into this trance kind of mindset. And wakes up in the twenties, right? And there's a handful of, like I said, a Connecticut it's Yankee King a, Arthur score in yeah, the story. All happens is the guy gets hit, hit, gets hit upside the head, kind of thing. knocked out, and wakes up in right. you know medieval England. <laughs> Is that what you want? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want it. I want. Yeah. Thought right. maybe you would have. No, it. are we going out? Are we going to be done? You did not do your fucking homework assignment again. He didn't what do his homework. What assignment. about? You he didn't, doesn't have a clip. He does not. Prepared. I did not bring a clip. He okay. Well, how about this? I don't need a clip. What? What? How about this? I don't know. I don't need a clip. Did you watch the other movies you were supposed to watch this week? Oh, uh, I was pissed. I, watched... I actually started after we did the Tarantino one. I pulled on on, on demand. I had uh, Django Unchained. And right. I watched about half of it, but I had I had a gig to get to. But I, right. I was like, I got enough time. I can watch like half of this. So I, I watched it basically up to the point where he puts on the really cool cowboy outfit instead of the blue pansy one. And <laughs> it's the great line where the slave's like, "You, I'm free. It's like, you chose to dress like that? Right. <laughs> He's got the prince outfit on. Right. But it's blue. So, so I got about that far into the movie and was really loving the movie, but I had to go. I said, it's all right. I'll get back to it. And then I go back to it. And fucking the on demand, it the swapped. Month, where the like month had changed. now, now the month, now it's like, oh, now, now it costs July, you money, yeah. and now I got to pay two ninety nine to watch the other half. Mm, I'm like, fuck you. It's worth it. It, it probably is, but it, they didn't have Hateful Eight at all, which is what I went in intending. Right. To watch. If you have I a Netflix account, it's on. There. I didn't really watch any movies I, this week. That's so why I was trying to find the net. I think the Netflix used to be through Nick's PS3, and Nick moved. And, right. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if I really. Had that's it. what it is. Is that there's a. On any Netflix account, there's the guy that pays for it. And then <laughs> Deadbeat 1, Deadbeat 2, Dude. Deadbeat 3. There's only like, uh, you know, two yeah. Netflix accounts in the world. Right. And everybody else is just piggybacking off yeah. of someone else's. It's like stealing password. cable in the 80s. Right. All right. So can we run through this list real quick? Because I just feel like we've, we've done just all the Terminators touched on a bunch of movies users, and never really like and the Bill and Ted's. talked so that's what we about do anything. The and we, yeah, I know, let's we just, talk about the time we just, machine real quick. The time the machine. One based on there's the, the two right. There's versions. two of those. There's, yeah. there's the one in the '60s and then the one in 2002. And I think they're both somewhat. Directly on the Morlock. I think eating the. Yeah. yeah. I think they are more adapted from the book. Not that I've read the book, but I think they are well, fairly the close right. to the book. Uh, the 2002 but, one. I didn't see the other one, but the 2002 one is just a straight. 
book movie. Okay. Yeah. Because much, really, the, the, the novel I mean, I've never read machine, it, but I, I feel like, the, yeah. The fact that he's traveling in time is, is again, like I said, just a setup. It's putting this character right. from the Victorian era into this futuristic setting, and it's, it's Where basically... Where something's lunch. But, it, yeah, it, right. it's a social satire. It's a commentary on, on, on the social order. H.G. Wells was very good at social... Yeah, commentary. that's that's what the story really is. Right. It's not a time travel story, so to speak. Something I wanted to bring up at the beginning, but I kind of didn't have a chance to. But if you think about it, time travel movies is more of a somewhat recent thing in in movies. I mean, I no, there's there are versions of a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's. There's three silent movie adaptations of that story. Yeah. Yes. Are but it's the same story. The, the, the Mark Clement Twain novel. Story? It's yes. the same story, though. Right. But what I'm saying is there are a lot of time travel films, older time travel films. Well, I'm not really aware of okay. many. Because I was thinking, you know, I mean, one of the well, oldest people, time travel well, movies. Well, it's funny to me. Is, I, I mean, I read information. In 20,000 Leagues, they don't, they don't travel through time, right? No. No. 20,000 Leagues does not They're travel through really time. They're just really deep yeah. under the water. Yes. Okay. I mean, you know, time after time was like, not time yeah, time after time was like seventy nine, right? And then you get into you know like somewhere in time, Back to the Future, Star Trek. Okay, 4, there are more of and them than the modern more, era. More, more, sure. really more come out in like the nineties, two thousand. Somebody comes up with an idea, and then a bunch of other people rip the idea off. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, but I mean, it's the, not... the original time machine, I think, was like nineteen sixty. Okay, and right, there's not too I, I many time travel movies that I can per, think perhaps of. Perhaps that. Uh, no, well, here's the reason. Time travel falls into science fiction. Yeah. And all through the 50s, until you get to the 1960s, right. time tra- uh, a big science fiction in general in was considered to be for children. Yeah. Well, no. It's, it's the, no, it was. <laughs> they were B-movies and they were children's fiction. It yeah. wasn't until the 60s that you started getting some serious sci-fi as a genre. Well, no. 50s, post-World War II. No, no, no. Even in the 50s, it was still a lot of nuclear war, giant ants and them, and Godzilla and all that. And it was not very particularly serious. It wasn't until the 60s that sci-fi really found its footing as a serious adult genre. Um, and, and Some would and, beg and, to and differ, but I do agree with you. No, no, no. Uh, there, someone can beg to differ. This is just historically. And when you get to the 70s, now sci-fi and fantasy have, have, are grounded as real adult genres. What does that even mean, anyway? Well, I don't Beg know. to differ. I don't know. Like, I, I'm going to plead with you. I do not you. agree with you. No, no, no. It's like, I'm going you're to You're being say, polite about it. No. Instead of a, saying... Please, sir, may I disagree with you? Yes, that's what you're doing. I okay. beg to differ. I'm being polite about how wrong you fucking are. <laughs> <laughs> right. So... Anyway, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you I got, know, I, so your right, point you is true. Of the that there 2001 are more, Space Odyssey. Right, there are those more time more travel serious. in the 60s and 70s is where it starts to really pick up steam. Yeah. Because sci-fi in general as a genre has become more and more respectable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why now in the 2000s we have the glut of superhero movies. Because it took through into the 90s before comic books were taken seriously as an adult thing rather than a childish thing. You know, clear up through mm-hmm. into the into the nineties, they were still aimed at kids. Or at comic least books have studio. never been for children. That may be true, but I'm saying the that's just who bought them. Okay, movie producers, sure, movie studios, sure, considered them children's material, and we're not making adult. Well, actually, films there was a well, them. there was a Superman that's television show in the mid fifties, so aimed at kids. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. 
I'm saying it's not until you get to the late 90s that comic book superhero genre was taken seriously in the film industry as an adult. Yeah, 90s. Films. That's 90s. what I'm saying. Yes. I think they were Superman the movie was... is 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 an, an anomaly. Well, it's what was 72? 78. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, but I mean it's an anomaly. There, were, there was not a Spider-Man at... the movie. At the time that Superman the movie came out, Spider-Man was um a short in the middle of the electric company on public TV. Right. You know what I mean? And Morgan Freeman was was a dude on there. Well, much, Morgan Freeman went on to greater things, and so did Spider-Man. Much, much newer comic. Much well, newer, I'm just much using that book. as I'm using that as, as, right. as to make the point that Superman is fairly much an anomaly when it came out. You get to the late '90s, and now we've got a regular stream of comic books, superhero films. Right now we're getting sidetracked. But uh, well, I was just you were talking about how time travel yeah, films, and I was well, talking about different genres gaining respect. Over, over I just thought time. it was kind of interesting that it's it seems to be more more. We could of a travel back in time and make phenomenon. time travel movies more popular sooner. Right. Oh, <laughs> Why don't we do that? I'm hungry. I know Pat is sleepy and Roland's continuing to fart. <laughs> I would like to run down this list real quick, though. Sure, run down this list. Yeah, go ahead. Well, so anybody that wants to see any of these movies may. So we discussed the Terminator. We discussed T2, Terminator 2. Briefly touched on Terminator 3. We talked about Terminator Salvation, uh, Back to the Future one and two, Bill and really Ted's both three. movies, Planet of the Apes. Uh, we touched on Opera's Austin Powers. We talked about Looper, Twelve Monkeys, Star Trek Four, Time Bandits, Interstellar bit. was a movie that Pat hasn't seen. That yeah, this is the homework. We're gonna. Now. You, Pat, should see Interstellar. That is the recommendation. You, Michael, need to see Donnie Darko. Right. I so clearly Donnie Darko. need to see Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah, dude. Bill Murray is just brilliant. Well, sure. I'm not going to say so, it's not Don, a good Yeah, Donnie Darko. Uh, I know this going in. Time Crimes and Primer, which are the two movies that I would like to watch. Yeah, you probably really this, so. need to see Primers and, and Time Crimes as well. But right. I think of those three, which of those three are you saying is the must see if you could only see one of those three? Donnie Darko, probably, Time Crimes, or Primer? Donnie Darko. Yeah, Donnie Darko, you okay. just have to it's see. It's just a yeah. bizarre, interesting movie. Right. And Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal, brother and sisters, playing teenage brothers right. and sisters, is a fun dynamic. I think she's got a face like a catcher's mitt. So like we also what? Catcher's mitt. Yeah. We also oh. talked about Groundhog Day. Really? Uh, we talked about 1201, which was the short film from Kurtwood Smith that Groundhog Day was based on. We didn't talk about that movie. We did talk about The Time Machine. Evil Dead 2, yep. and I think I mentioned the butterfly effect. both briefly mentioned only. the butterfly yeah. effect. Right, but so. Yeah, but the uh, Ashton Kutcher vehicle. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. It's the only right. thing on this list we have. I did not realize that that was a time travel. And then, you know, things started happening near the end of that movie. Right. And I was like, something weird's going on here. <laughs> and then I was like, they're going to travel through time, I think. Right. And then they do. And then I was like, and it all fit together. Perfectly, they well, don't yeah. change anything. No, they make it was it really sense. kind of interesting. I was rather surprised by that because I, I did not expect that to happen. Well, in that not movie. that far into a franchise either, you know. Yeah, that was like what the. F- I think that's the fourth movie, right? So, I'm not sure. so I get throw in here when you talk about. Um, but uh, did it, did it, have either of you seen the BBC America Dirk Gently series that just ran two seasons recently? Well, I watched the What's first season. Dirk Gently's Holistic the, Detective Agency. And half no, of the I second see season. That. Okay. The, there's two books by Douglas Adams of Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy fame. Right. Um, and these are set, not based on them, but set in the future of that 
going on with where that character may have eventually gone to. The first book is more sci-fi than fantasy. The second book is more fantasy than sci-fi. Right. And the two seasons of the show kind of mirror that. That yeah. there's I never very much season a, two, dude. Yeah. I have it at home to watch. Season one is a time travel conceit. The, one of the very first scenes of the film, as they're introducing um, Todd's character, played by Frodo Baggins, um, he sees himself. I believe the briefly. actor's name is Elijah Wood. Yes. Okay. He the elevator door opens. He sees himself from the back yelling hey, at someone off camera. That reminds me, Eternal Sunshine. And of then the turns and mind. sees him, looks himself yes. in the eye, freaks out, and then the elevator door is closed. And the whole rest of the season is you figuring out what gets us back to that point. Eternal Sunshine. Eternal of the Sunshine mind. of the Spotless Mind is kind of a time travel movie yeah. in a way uh, because he's like we're re- altering our memories. We're reliving the memories. Well, if we're going to do altering memories thing, I mean... Can we talk about Memento? Total Recall is not a fucking time travel movie. No, it's not. Neither is Memento. Can we spend an entire hour talking about Memento? No, you keep bringing it up, so we're just going to say no. Fuck you. But you guys haven't seen a movie called um, A Sound of Thunder. If not, that was the reason it got chopped off the list. No one else had seen it. I just thought I'd mention it. But in that movie, the premise is people want to go back in time and kill dinosaurs as like big game hunters. So they they have a Tyrannosaurus Rex that's going to die. It like goes into like a tar pit and dies. So they go back in time and the guy gets to shoot it right before it falls into the tar pit. So they never actually change the past okay. right. because it's going to die anyways. Somebody just finds a bullet inside the and so they, bone. Right. right. The, the, the problem, part of the problem is, is they keep going back to the same point in time, but they never meet themselves. But that's not really the point. The right. point is, is it, <laughs> there's like 18 guys shooting the T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens, though, is that one, one, in one trip back, one of the characters screws up and actually steps on a dutter, butterfly and kills it. And then so that, it's the butterfly effect. Yes, and then that alters all f- yeah. the future so, so the butterfly they, effect they is the, the theory present. that if a butterfly flaps its, its wings, wings. Yeah. somewhere on the other side of the world, a volcano erupts or some weird so, shit like that. The idea you is like that, alter that. Well, the it basic idea that something very right. minor Small can call, have, have huge dramatic consequences, consequences right. in the future. Right. So it's an interesting movie. It's not a great movie, definitely by any means. Right. The special effects are kind of. Well, it's like this morning I had my coffee late, which yeah. had a huge impact on my day. <laughs> so. Wait, wait, you you saw Vader and before the coffee? No. But yeah, I, I think we could go skip back. Vader today. You skipped Vader. I did skip Vader later. today. I, I really sit here and watch it now on the, <laughs> on the show while you guys sit here and watch I, it. But. I really think we could go back and talk about the three Back to the Future movies As a lot. Show? Perhaps we should do that on in a later episode. time we, because well, I feel like we barely touched on a lot well, of the Well, I don't think we have any plans to stop doing this, so we can come back to it next year for all you Right. Let's go to the window. Let's go to the window. Uh, I'm gas. I'm food. I'm lodging. See you next time. Go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, Take your sticking paws off me, you bitch! Well, no shit. What have we got here, a fucking comedian? What's your name, fat body? My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. No, I am your father. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. What kind of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What, are you trying to be an Irish R&B singer? And I will I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend.